music guarantees me all the entertainment I need. Comedy, action, drama, and more. Whatever you want, they've got it in store. Open seven days till late. Convenience with all the movie grace. Real service that's hard to beat. Video easy. The choice is easy. The movie you want to watch may or may not be available depending on its popularity and the time at which you arrive in the store. Discerning Gamer Podcast sponsor. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, scouring the darkest corners of the dark web for quotes from prominent video game personalities who may or may not remember saying the things mentioned on this podcast. This <laughs> is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel JB Fury Beauchene, and with us as always, uh, the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He's got a pocket full of money, uh, yes he does, and a pocket full of keys that have no bounds, but when it comes to loving, he just can't get you off his mind, it's Fergus Fergamon <laughs> Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you too, Thank mate. Thank you, sir. Uh, did we have a good Christmas? We had a great Christmas. Yes. Christmas is always good time. Too much eating of foods and being merry and drinking and family time. Yeah, it was fantastic. Too much family time. All right, yeah, heard it here first uh, on the Discerning Gamer podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, also with us this evening, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's so excited and he just can't hide it. He's about to lose control and he thinks he likes it. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, thank you, Joel. Yes, two lines in of cocaine, and I'm ready and roaring. <laughs> oh, good to be back. Good to be here. It's 2024, everyone. 2024 mm. rhymes with poor, and gee, am I going to slut myself around some games this year. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in me. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Where do I come up with this shit? Uh, I'm going to come. All right. Uh, finally, uh, the Nintendo Queen, Pistol, Pisty, Pete, the Pist. She'll wash your face in orange juice, clean your teeth with bubble gum, and even fix your fence with sticky tape. It's, of course, Casey C Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C Mac. One thing I will not do is belly flop on a pizza. I draw the line. Okay. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, uh, folks. <laughs> and uh, Steely and C-Mac, how, how was your Christmas? Did we celebrate in true discerning gamer style with uh, 
a bunch of video games, sitting on the couch and, uh, you know, uh, breaking a few few new records, getting a few trophies, that sort of thing? Well, we celebrated the Christmas post... Well, I'm about... What am I saying? We played Spider-Man 3. Now, so... Two. It's wow. Uh, wow. Into the future. You heard it here first. Uh, they, uh, they've, they've released a bloody uh, I mean, Spider-Man 3. Fuck. Yeah, we played it. It was in that insomniac leak that happened at the end of last year. No. Wait it out. No, so we played uh, Spider-Man 2 and that uh, got my rocks off. It was fantastic. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. And um, no, it made me merry, made me shit the bed a couple of times. And I uh, I brought in the new year in spectacular fashion by not playing any Ubisoft games. So that was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well. That's not true. That's impossible. Not impossible. It's very possible. Just don't play the shit games. <laughs> what about you, JB? Uh, you able to crack some new games over the. Uh- well, no, I, I went back the other way. I went, I went retro. So uh, I um, uh, got a little uh, handheld gaming device that um, I can play some retro games on. So I went back in time and played uh, Chrono Trigger and. Mm. Uh, uh, v- almost finished that and um, then started on uh, Secret of Mana, another absolute perler of a uh, Super Nintendo game. Um, it's been out for a while now, though. There's no secrets left, is there? Uh, no. Uh, and the uh, spoiler spoiler <laughs> alert, the secret of Mana is that the main character in the game's mother is a tree. <laughs> so, uh, Fuck me. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the mana tree, to be to be precise. So uh, yeah, oh, that was wow. a what a plot twist, an absolute uh, ball shaker of a revelation uh, when, I, uh, uh, when I first played that game. But uh, anyway, uh, on that note, uh, should we jump into this week's news headlines, everybody? Fuck yeah! All right, come on, twenty twenty four news. It's breaking. Some of this stuff happened. Cheer. <laughs> but we're telling you now. Come on. Yes. All right. Well, fuck, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Xbox's only fucking game of 2023, Hi-Fi Rush, might be getting promiscuous and inserting itself into other consoles. Yes, you heard correct. Nintendo insider Nate the Hate has been making headlines with the announcement he made on his podcast, and he seems to be on the right track as Xbox CFO Tim Stewart has recently stated he wants Xbox first party games to be on every screen that plays games, close quote, open quote, close quote. This would also make sense considering the great relationship Nintendo and Xbox have. We reached out to Xbox's Tim Stewart and he had this to elaborate. No one wants my box. I've got a box here with things in it and no one wants it. So now we put the things in the box on the other things. Try make money, Call of Duty, Activision Blizzard, Phil Spencer, Doug Bowser, XYZ box. Well, there you go. All true. So uh, that's a bit of a rumour to start off. And uh, continuing the rumour mill, uh, Nintendo is the flavour of 2024 already with a new Super Nintendo Switch 2 Entertainment System 64 Pro Ultimate Edition Cube sent to release this year. 
Yes, mm. rumours are heating up with every cat and his dog hearing this and reporting that. Um, uh, sorry, what, uh, hearing this and, and reporting that. Yeah, anyway. But um, it's AI Shark who have reportedly revealed the release date early. So get this, the Switch 2 will be releasing in September, apparently. So subject to finance. But uh, seriously, who fucking knows? Really, since mm. when was it that AI Shark had anything to do with Nintendo Switch 2? I mean, for real, take this with a big grain of salt. I DM'd President Furukawa at Nintendo... Just slipped into his TMs, <laughs> and he said, not telling, fuck boy. So, wow, thanks for nothing for a car. <laughs> uh, all signs are pointing to at least a 2024 release, so fingers crossed Nintendo fans will actually finally be gaming like it's 2021. <laughs> what, uh, what did Doug Bowser have to say uh, about it? Um, oh, I didn't talk to him about it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, <laughs> the NCU is well and truly underway with the announcement of the Legend of Zelda movie going into production with Sony Pictures and being directed by Wes Ball, the director of the Maze Runner series. Nintendo has once again picked well as Wes is a huge fan of the series and see um, uh, and sees it as his opportunity to make a live-action Miyazaki so uh, the guy that founded Studio Ghibli. Uh, the internet has gone into overdrive with fan casting this movie. The top runner at the moment to play Link is genetically mutated and spliced Chris Pratt, Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet, while fans are hoping that Hunter Schaefer will become highly reborn herself, Princess Zelda. No official casting has been released as of yet, but I heard on the street from a very reliable source that it will be a movie. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um uh, right before you already. before you move on before you move on from that let's let's go around the discerning gamer table and who would you cast for uh, link mm. who would you cast for zelda mm. oh. so remind me what is the age of link do we know? Is, well, he, is he young? Is he old? Is he... D- different it, in every game. It really depends on whether they go with, like, the uh, Ocarina of Time type situation where you've got child Link and then adult Link, you mm. know, sort of in the same uh, movie. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, the first names that come to mind is just what to still see makes sense. So, Tom Holland sort of... Pops to mind. How about an Orlando Bloom playing an older Link? What do we? What do we? Th- uh, maybe I'm just drawing comparisons with the uh, Lord of the Rings and him using a bow and stuff like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Look. Um. All right. And Margot let's- Robbie for my Zelda. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, let's let's just say. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Who would be your serious pick, and who would be your funny? humorous pick for for the role like mm. um because because i've i've got i've got sort of two different options here right. so how about you just tell us jb because i don't even know any na- actors names anymore to be able to play this fun game i, I know a couple of them no here we go christopher judge is going to be ganondorf mm. that's my <laughs> pick and for link one of the stranger things kids millie bobby brown that's mm. a joke well, uh, she's not Link. So, and for the the Princess of Zelda, um, I think Hunter Schaefer is a good pick um, because she looks like her. What about the but, girl? What about the girl who played Peach 
Princess Peach. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, she'll do. Fuck, she's already been in a bloody Nintendo. Yeah, so stick her in more. No. Chris Done, Pratt for Link. Chris Done. Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're you're saying uh, Anna Taylor Joy for Zelda? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's another, another princess. Bloody fuck. What about uh, Norman Reedus for uh, for Link? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could just imagine him uh, trudging through Hyrule, crossbow in hand. Uh, you know, taking out uh, Koroks. What about Jason Statham for Ganondorf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to fuck you up and take the Triforce. <laughs> I'm going to bend you over, Link, and fuck you with this knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a Master Sword. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, oh hell! No, I mean it is interesting. I was actually thinking Elijah Wood would would be like not a bad candidate for for Link. Like he's still like oh, like he's much older just, than we're he. Just re- rehashing people that have been yeah in, been in fucking. It's because we've seen too many fantasy movies already, and everybody's picking people that have been in mm. the fantasy movies. Ferg wants Orlando Bloom. You want Elijah Ward. You might as well just go watch Lord of the Fucking Rings, the two of you. Well, Seriously. Yeah. You're, you're probably not, not far wrong there. Mm-hmm. Well, who would you pick for Link then, um, Steely? I, see, I would want somebody that is not very well known. I don't want a big Hollywood name as my Link because I think if you put somebody like Tom Holland in the role, it's just going to be too much... Tom Holland. I uh, just, I think, I love Tom Holland. He's very, very good. I've been enjoying watching Spider Man, but he does definitely act one particular way as the young kid when he's like 30 something now. He's like our age, my age at least, at least. Um, JB's close to 40. But, you know, it's, I just don't think he is the pick for it. I want to see somebody that I haven't seen before. And if they are going to go down the route of having a young Link and an adult Link, um, that's very interesting and it'll be very, very cool. But I don't want to see somebody that's big in Hollywood at the moment. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Get him out of retirement. As Link. Oh, is he busy? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Probably, probably doing fuck all. What about, a cra- anyway. what about a crazy one? Really mix it up. How about um, for an old Link we could go with... Um, Jason Alexander. <laughs> Just a real different spin on the uh, on the series. I can't find the ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> it's a Zelda. Triforce. Ocarina of Time. Jerry Seinfeld as yeah. the as Gandalf, where he's. Have you ever seen this? This these kids with with a sword and a shield. I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> what is what the mean? deal with the Triforce of Wisdom? <laughs> yeah, trying You're to be Jerry Seinfeld. I just did a generic American accent, but was good. What is the? I can't do it. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to do it, and it sounded in my head as soon as I said, "What is?" It sounded like Ray Romano, so I stopped. <laughs> anyway. What are, the, what are those nut things called, the seeds that you have to collect in these games? Deku seeds. Yeah. These Deku seeds are making me thirsty. Oh, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> nice car. That's too good. Yeah, too good. Mm. Maybe Britney Spears is uh, Zelda. <laughs> oh, God. She, they're not up to much these days. 
Oh, apart from Casey, that. Casey knows what she's up she's to. She's got a days. she's got a rich Instagram career. Mm. <laughs> she's rich. She does lots of juggling knives and all sorts. So. <laughs> Casey shows me the videos and it makes me feel physically ill watching somebody who is clearly not mentally stable standing there in her bikinis and shit and doing these fucking <laughs> disgusting dances and it makes me... It, I just don't like it. I can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, well, her Instagram has been deleted now, so... Good. Anyway, Should've we're not it. here to talk about Britney Spears. <laughs> 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 no, uh, no. Oh Moving on. We, am I going to do the news? I'm going to finish the news or what? Yes, Let's please go. continue. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to make this. Do. I'm going to make this next story quick. Uh, the day before servers are closing, as of January 22nd, 2024, just 45 days after its launch. Now, because people are fucked. Users are selling Steam keys for the game online in the US for around $400. I sent nude images to my, <laughs> uh, of myself to the previous CEOs of Brothers of Fantastic, and they had this to say. These guys are making more money than our whole company made selling the game legitimately. <laughs> I wonder how much we will get for all the legitimately acquired methamphetamine we acquired from Spill Spencer's wife's brother's cousin, Deshaun. I hear it's fantastic. So there you go. Bit of a, that's a, that was a long-winded fantastic joke. So, as I said, fantastic at the end. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> moving on. So can you actually play the game if the servers are down? Like, no. So that that's no. fucked the game, basically. Yeah, so I think I think the timing of it is it was pulled from the Steam store, so therefore you couldn't buy the game, and then people were selling the keys whilst you could still play the game for, you know, crazy amounts of money. It's a bit of a collector's item. Spend lots of money, you get to play the game before... What was the date? The 22nd of January? She's all coming down. Like owning a carton of Duff beer. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. think it? Does it? Do you think having a, <laughs> having a key for the day before will be uh, as uh, uh, well as valuable as that? No, probably not. Probably after not. the twenty second of January, no. <laughs> no. Well, it's a shit game. I can't imagine why anyone would want to pay four hundred dollars for it. But uh, don't know. well, anyway, it's just collect this item. Go out and buy four copies of Far Cry Six instead. You'd still be. Uh, <laughs> it'd still be money better spent. <laughs> anyway. Why'd you get four copies? I wanted to play it four times. Anyway. Um, exactly. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, hey, here's one for you. Ever wanted to see your electrode skull fuck a press with an AK <laughs> while high on copyright infringements? Well, now you can, thanks to Pal World, going into early access on this Friday, the 19th of January. If you're listening to this after the 19th of January, forget everything I just said and instead listen to this. Pokemon with guns is out now in early access. Fulfill your dreams of catching reject shop Pokemon and making them shoot each other like street gangs of downtown Cronulla pre-1991. After all is said and done, this game still looks better than official Pokemon games and it's coming to Game Pass. So put that on your fucking Xbox. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, sure. Putting on James! So are these actual, like, like... Trademarked Pokemon, like no, we're talking no. Pikachu and no. Diglett no. and all, all the... No. They're just generic Pokemon, but with guns it's shooting like each other. monsters with guns, yeah. basically. They look like they could exist somewhere in the Pokemon universe, <laughs> but it's not a registered... It's got no affiliation with the Pokemon company no. or Pokemon in general, but okay. it just looks like the most craziest, zaniest game I've ever seen. I think we saw it... 
so the first trailers were dropped. I think it was one of Jeff Keighley's reveal shindigs last year, and it looks crazy. It it looks like weaponized Pokemon shooting each other. It looks like the world of Pokemon where people are using Pokemon for fighting wars. You can, I don't know, I was reading a bit about it. You can send your inverted commas, your Pokemon to work in like factories, like slave labor and all this sort of stuff. It looks crazy. I'm really interested to see what it's like when it comes out and what kind of reception it is. So, So this is like like Pokemon and Grand Theft Auto have got together and fucked and had a a child that's a bit fucked up. More or less. Mm. Okay. Wow. that, uh, (laughs) That checks out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, hey. Yowza. Uh, speaking of Xbox, though. <laughs> wow. Speaking of Xbox, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 players have been shitting the bed recently at the hand of Xbox themselves, uh, dealing out bans to users who are automatically uploading sex scenes from the game. The kicker being that this is an Xbox-approved feature. Xbox is working hard to lift the bans on its users who are being wrongfully banned, says it will offer players sex with a Nilfgaardian elf or a Mind Flayer as compensation. That's pretty good <laughs> compensation for getting banned from the game. Mm. Um, that's a quick story for you. And uh, last but not least, Meta Cricket... Meta Crickets? <laughs> <laughs> what, Jiminy or... Yeah. <laughs> The 2020 Big Bash. Uh, which one? Take your pick. Uh, Metacritic's top 10 shit-ass games of 2023 has been announced, with Gollum somehow taking first place, even with a game like The Day Before out there. Funnily enough, The Day Before doesn't even make this list, with the list as follows, starting at number 10. We have 10, Gargoyles Remastered. 9, Loop 8, Summer of Gods. What the eight. fuck are these games? Never even <laughs> no, heard of Gangs of Gargoyles Sherman. Remastered. What the fuck is that? <laughs> 7, Hellboy, Web of Word. 6, Crime Boss, Rock Hay City. 5, Testament, The Order of High Human. 4, Quantum Error. 3, Grey Hill Incident. 2, Flashback 2. And 1, Lord of the Rings Gollum. We what reached out to all the devs that made these games and they had this to say. We fucked it. Whoops, are bad. <laughs> That's your news for the week, everybody. For the whole week. Welcome to 2024 News. It's the same as last year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 2024. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. So... So Xbox players are getting banned for automatically uploading <clears throat> sex scenes from Baldur's Gate uh, 3. So what about the people that are legitimately, deliberately uploading sex scenes from Baldur's Gate 3? Like, they just want to share it with the community. They're, <laughs> they're, you know, not not allowed to do that, I'm guessing. Apparently not. Bit of bare sex for, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure how that works. Maybe it's to do with sharing anywhere else except for on your Xbox account where friends can see it or something. I don't know. Maybe it's some third-party thing where they're sharing it to YouTube or I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what you can fucking do. Jump on over to PlayStation, Mm. load up Baldur's Gate there and upload all the fucking sex scenes to your heart's content. No issue. Yeah, no issue there whatsoever. Share the share the sex around, I say. <laughs> um, so yeah. Nice car. No fucking frigid people at Sony. Nope. No. They're just going at it. 
Well, uh, who's the who's the big big cheese there? Jim Ryan is that him? Not Jim Ryan. Oh, no, no, he's not quitting. anymore. He's fucked off now, isn't he? Mm. He's like, I'm getting in my plane and I'm gonna go take a shit in the air. <laughs> Isn't that what the first thing you do when you get in the plane? Uh, <laughs> sure. More gold is required. Uh, well, that's fantastic. So let's let's have a look at uh, this week's uh, novelty segment, shall we? Um, you haven't got it queued up. Having a little uh, fiddle there. Just having a fiddle of the uh, soundboard there. Just having a little fiddle there. Just lost it. There, it is. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. I'm gonna come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we excited for in 2024 in the way of games, hardware? Challenges, you name it. Ferg, would you like to lead the charge and tell us what are you excited for in 2024? Righto, JB. This is what I'm excited about in 2024 this year in gaming. It's not a game. Okay. It's not a bit of hardware. It's not a challenge. This year, I'm really hanging out for Fallout, the TV show. Wow. Which is uh, set to hit uh, big screens and small screens and everything else in between. April 2024 on Amazon Prime. Wow. You heard it here first. We haven't seen, you know, not heaps. I mean, I think we had, late last year we might have had a bit of a trailer. Um, you know, they've released some of the main characters and the cast. And we know that I think the directors, I think they worked on Westworld, which is a fantastic show. And... Like I've said a million times on the podcast, big fan of these series of games, but in particular, while I'm excited for this show, is just a fantastic universe for them to, you know, set their TV show in. And from what we can tell and what I understand, it's not actually going to be an adaptation of any of the particular games. So they're going to set original story, but in the Fallout universe. And no doubt it's going to be sprinkled with all the Fallout goodness stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's something I'm really hanging out for, which isn't too far away. It's sort of War. three months now. War never changes. Fantastic. And as a fan of the series, I'm sure you're a little bit excited as well, JB. Oh yes. Uh, in the words of uh, Steely, I'm frothing at the cock for that uh, particular <laughs> show. So uh, yes, no, it's going to be a great, great show. Hopefully, um, a bit high hopes for it. High mm. hopes for it. What about you, Steely? What are you excited for in 2024? Oh, mate, you know there is only one thing and one thing only that's got me frothing at the cock this year, and it is the Nintendo Switch 2, baby! I'm pumped for it. And, you know, I think it... it, Look, there's a lot of speculation now about people saying, no, it's going to come in 2025. Honest to God, it has so much traction and so much rumour, so many rumours coming out every single day from... This guy and that guy and, you know, well, you your mum's your dad. You don't reckon cat. they might just announce it this year for release mm. next year? No, I reckon it's coming out this year. I just think that we are fast approaching seven years um, mm-hmm. in March of the Switch being out, but because of the fact that the hardware was already dated when it came out, it feels like it's been 10, you know, mm. because in between we had the Wii U and that was just... Blech. You know, you know, it was, 
I liked playing my Wii U just because I was hoping it would do better. But, <laughs> you know, I'm very excited for the Switch 2. I think that it's well due. And I'm the thing that I'm most excited about because of the Switch 2 for is, is the games that we're going to see coming out in this fucking thing. I just am so pumped to play a fresh, brand-new Mario game um, that, you know... I just I just really, really want to play like whatever comes next in the Mario 3D space because it has been nearly seven years since we got mm. a a Mario game, a 3D Mario game. So I'm just chomping at the bit, as you'd say, JB. I am just licking my lips, getting ready to lick it before I slip it to play this thing. And I don't want to wait till September. I want it to be sooner rather than later. I really wish that they would just hit it hard with like a, a March release <laughs> and, you know, do... Because I don't think they have to leave a big gap between announcing it and releasing it. I think they could really announce it and release it relatively quickly. I'd much prefer to see it, you know, this month and then at least know what to expect and it come out in March. But I know that's not going to happen. I know that Nintendo's going to work on their own schedule and they are still getting enough software sales to carry this thing for most of the year. But having said that, um, you know, it's getting frustrating seeing online all of the speculation and he- and just hearing radio silence. You know, there's nothing actual come out from Nintendo, that was a bad sentence. Wow. I went full Salisbury then. There's nothing actual come out from Nintendo. There's nothing actually been... We don't know anything about this thing, apart from the fact that, obviously, they're always working on new hardware and, you know, we can safely assume that it's going to come out this year. I think Mm -hmm. it would be stupid not to. But, um, yeah, it's it's the Nintendo Switch 2. I'm ready for it. I want to be gaming like it's 2021 on my Nintendo console. If, if we look back through the the annals of time and we have a look at um, the evolution of consoles throughout Nintendo's history, every time they've released a new console, there's been some significant change, some significant improvement that took it from what it was to the next level of, of hardware. So mm. look at the Super Nintendo to the Nintendo 64. They were night and day from one another and then Nintendo 64 you know, introduced features like the Rumble Pack which wasn't standard in consoles at the time 64-bit uh, hardware uh, full 3D games anti-aliasing technology there was a lot of significant improvements that went into the Nintendo 64 over the Super Nintendo then uh, you know you look at the evolution beyond that to, to like the GameCube uh, to the Nintendo Wii, I mean, the Nintendo Wii broke entirely new ground in terms of um, motion control uh, controllers, which uh, they were the first ones to do it. Then everyone else copied copied the technology and, and built that into their uh, you know controllers going forward. Um, then, I mean, even though the Wii U, uh, as we all uh, like to uh, say, was a spectacular failure. Um, it also had the that really large controller that had the screen in the middle that you know that was Nintendo trying to do something dramatically different there then the <clears throat> Nintendo switch uh, a console that you could take with you and play out in the field it had detachable controllers uh, in the form of the joy cons 
Um, and that has since been copied by things like the Steam Deck, the Iron Neo, and the list goes on and on and on. So, if history is anything to go by, whatever Nintendo bring out to follow the Switch, whether it's the Switch 2 or the Nintendo whatever, there's likely to be some sort of significant change in the hardware or the way that you play or whatever the case may be. Do we have any predictions that we'd put forward as to what those changes might look like because I, I find it difficult to believe it's just going to be an incremental improvement in mm-hmm. in the power of the processor, you know, and, and graphics capability. It's, there's got to be more to it than that. Holograms. Okay. <laughs> Holograms, says uh, C-Mac. Yep. Uh, Literally bold. just gonna like project onto on, like you're gonna see the actual people in your house. Oh, VR mushroom <laughs> kingdom, here we come. <laughs> Chris Pratt will be in your lounge room. <laughs> yeah, giving you personal messages. I don't know. It's a great question. I've got well, no idea. It you know if we were sitting here, I don't know how many years ago, and we were trying to predict what they would have done between the Wii U and the Switch, and maybe before that, I probably wouldn't have been able to pick it either. Nintendo seemed to just pull something out of the hat that you, I don't know. So it could be anything. I'm not, obviously there'll be, you know, the processing power of the unit and all that stuff is going to get better and all these sorts of things. But as far as like an innovation that's going to add, that's going to take the switch to another level, I have no idea. What about you, Steely? You know coming. They are, without a doubt, the, probably the leading producer of gaming hardware in mm. terms of innovation. Mm. Um, well, and I'll say that without any any qualms whatsoever. Yeah. Well, let me ponder this thought. I don't think that there is going to be a standout gimmick in this console. I've been wrong about a lot of things in the past, but I don't think that there is going to be a real big standout gimmick that changes the way... You play with this console. It's a very different Nintendo to the past. I think every time a uh, device has launched at Nintendo um, in in the past, I mean they they used to be focused mainly on power and innovation in the ways of the, in which you could take these these devices with you or how they how games were presented on them and. You know, GameCube was um, at its at its peak the most powerful console that was on the market. Unfortunately, just held back by the fact that it had tiny fucking discs in it for some <laughs> stupid reason. But I don't think that this, I think that Nintendo needs to have just one generation where they catch up power wise somehow. Mm. I don't think that they're going to be as powerful as a PS Five or as powerful as an Xbox Series X. But I think that the technology the bespoke technology they're going to have within this device is going to be something of a revolution in the way that Nintendo can capture the market by having something that is a little bit more upmarket as far as it it has better graphics and better performance and they are they can be more ambitious with games but that it will be cheaper than everything else. It won't consume as much power. The innovation will come in the fact that you have a portable handheld that... Might um, connect to the internet well. <laughs> well. Wouldn't that be really good? <laughs> you got a good point. Uh, um, Innovative. But... 
I, I think that the, the innovation in this device is going to simply come from the fact that they are going to refine this incredible branding that they have with the Switch. Because if you look at the, the size of the Nintendo Switch user base, you cannot just say, oh, well, you know, all you millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are playing this device... See you later. We're on to the next thing. Um, I think that would just be a, a big form of suicide for Nintendo, considering now that they're at this point in in their life cycle where they are the leader in everything. Um, so, because um, imagine having to get used to this uh, device that seems just like the thing that came before, but with better graphics and better this and better that, but you can't play your Switch games on it. I think it would it would kill them. So. I mean, as far as their popularity now, Nintendo always finds a way to bounce back, but I think we just need a year where they innovate power-wise in in a way that is unexpected from Nintendo at the moment without any major gimmicks. And maybe the, the major gimmicks can come from, you know, the exciting surprises that we find in their games. There's been so many times I've been surprised by Nintendo games throughout 2023 I'm really excited to see what they do gaming-wise in 2024, but there has to be some substantial power behind it. Do you reckon they're going to keep the cartridges? Yes, but I think the cartridge technology now is a step up, and I think they'll step up the cartridge technology. So it'll be be a bigger one. Well, it might not be bigger. It might be the same size, but a different format, and then they can put more space on it and... I don't think it's going to necessarily have to be bigger. That just means that people can download, you know, whatever's remaining. People have been doing it for a while now, but uh, on Switch consoles. But I, I feel like they're in a, a headspace now where they're wanting to carry the momentum on. If they go ahead and do something like the Nintendo Switch 2 now has a fucking, you know, a cock hole for your dick to sit in. It's There's, there's going to be no point to that. People what about go, if well, you're a girl playing? Nintendo Switch 2 now has a... No. (laughs) But it doesn't just does not need to reinvent the wheel. We just need, uh, like I said, a year that... Or not a year, a good seven years where Nintendo just steps up power. Mm. All right. I got a a prediction for the Nintendo Switch 2. Here we go. Right. So um, you've obviously got... Sony PlayStation, who are doing the virtual reality, like with the PSVR 2, um, and they're very much sort of, you know, going, storming ahead in that field. You've got, um, uh, like, the MetaQuest and, and other VR brands all sort of doing their own thing. There's very, very little going on in the augmented reality space, though. And... Nintendo have already set the stage for augmented reality um, hardware, software, because they've got the Mario Kart racing um, game where you buy the physical carts for real from, like, the, from the, the store and then, like, you, you set, like, a virtual course around your house and you're playing, like, Mario Kart in your house, like, in a virtual sense. So I think... Um, like Microsoft uh, quite a number of years ago showed off augmented reality technology with uh, Minecraft where Mm -hmm. they had um, people wearing these glasses that that were like augmented reality glasses 
and having like a Minecraft stage sort of being built on like their kitchen table mm. and being able to sort of zoom in and out and like physically manipulate the blocks using your your like hands in sort of real space and everything like and I think Windows 11 even has like a holographic edition that runs on these augmented reality glasses etc. So I think that that's when Nintendo is going to head. I think they they're going to push forward and expand on the augmented reality market and somehow you know use that augmented reality platform to start you know building the next generation of Mario Zelda yeah, you know, all of those sorts of games. That's what. Well, I'm here's thinking. my here's my question to you. Do you think that that th- this is a legitimate question? Do you think that that technology is mainstream enough that it would capture enough of an audience and be accessible enough and cheap enough for Nintendo to put into a a new console and make it work? Um, look, I I think it's probably not. Um, mainstream like yet but I think it could be why not do you know what I'd like to see with because we use pro controllers which don't come with the switch you have to Mm. buy them separately I I would like to see a proper controller for the new switch that comes with it with all these sort of rumble features and that the joy cons have the really cool yeah, haptic feedback, haptic the feedback all of that because they don't have that. In, the adaptive in... triggers of the yeah. PS Five. Yeah, so I'd like I'd like to see yeah a proper controller made for the Switch that that you know that comes a part of the actual um, system. I saw this cool rumor the other day. A rumor. A rumor. Yeah. Um, following up on that, uh, my wife of a controller that had a screen not dissimilar to the the middle pad on the PlayStation 5 controller on the DualSense controller, but it was a screen and it was a touch screen and that serviced as like an inventory management screen, not dissimilar to how the Wii U gamepad functioned, but on a much smaller scale. That, to me, that would, would be cool. fucking flip. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always really loved the functionality of a second screen on the Wii U uh, gamepad. It was it was so handy for when you're in Zelda and you want to change your inventory out at a pinch, and when you wanted to look down at the map real quickly, but it didn't take up all this HUD space on you on the screen. Um, I think that that would flip real hard if you were able to just like you know if you had to flick items up or you could assign them to certain things by swiping and using little gestures like that. Something little like that, I think, would would go a long way in just showcasing smaller innovations that aren't necessarily like, you know, gimmicks that then dictate what kind of games we get. So, because in my mind, my problem with the augmented reality thing is, you know, not everyone, I certainly would not want to play every future game in a Mario series in augmented reality. And I know that that's how it would go if if we got something that was centered around that kind of technology. I would not want to play a Zelda game in augmented reality either because I don't want to kind of half see Zelda in my living room and half see it on the TV. I just want it to be fully engrossed in what's on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not to discount your idea, JB, because I think that they, they have played with aug- augmented reality before, but I don't think it will be a gimmick that 
um, is centralised around what the next console will be or even any of their consoles will be. I think it will be maybe a peripheral or an add-on that come that can be used with the console and there's a, a bunch of side games that get made surrounding that, mm. um, kind of not dissimilar to Nintendo Labo, where we got Labo VR, which was just shockingly bad, but it was still something that was a peripheral that maybe added something different to games that we know but didn't dictate the way that you played them in a traditional sense because I think traditional gaming is something that is just we're not going to be letting go of anytime soon because I think it's too much of a... There's there's just enough, I think, immersion and, um, you know, interactivity in playing games the way that we do now without making it feel tedious. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, nice. Do just on the Switch two, do we think that the the release of the new I'm just gonna call it the Switch two, the new Nintendo console will coincide with the release of a, a big hitter for Nintendo as far as a game. Is there anything I'm not hundred percent sure this year, any big games in Nintendo's catalogue that are looking to come out that this year that they could coincide with the release of the console and if there isn't that we can think of do you think there is a game in the wings that would drop with the new nintendo well the rumor is that the release of nintendo's next console be it the switch 2 or the whatever whatever they decide to call it it's going to coincide with the release of the next big mario kart game in the franchise because you've got mario to remember kart. the mm. biggest mario kart game on nintendo switch is mario kart 8 mm. and mario kart 8 didn't debut on the nintendo switch no. it debuted on the in the wii u so mm. uh you're playing a game that came out like two generations ago it's um, nearly 15 years old so wow. so really? the well, next yeah, 12 years old or something the next big hit that nintendo have to drop is a new mario kart game with a new suite of innovations to reinvigorate that franchise because Mario Kart 8, despite the fact that it's such an old game, has has been consistently one of the biggest sellers for Nintendo consistently mm-hmm. um, month on month. This is their Grand Theft Auto 5, essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, so... <laughs> they If they are not working on a successor to Mario Kart 8 to absolutely blow people's socks off then i'll be extremely surprised Mm. i'm with you on that i reckon we get this year a a maybe an announcement for a mario kart 9 but i think it will launch alongside a mario game Mm. and look the the thing that's going around now as well is that the mario game that comes out will be a mario game that somehow stars donkey kong whether it be in a playable role the side role he's a a boss maybe I don't know if that's going to be the case. We're already getting Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake this year. That's coming out in, you know, maybe a month's time or whatever it is. And I just don't know if he will be alongside him in that game, but I think it would be cool. We've got, like, a 3D Mario that starred Donkey Kong as well, simply because they're, try- they're, they're trying to make, you know, a mint out of Donkey Kong now as well. He's He's being added to the theme parks. There's meant to be a... You know, I think a side movie coming out about Donkey Kong or, like, you know, a standalone movie about him. So I feel like they need to sort of elevate Donkey Kong. Um, and a lot of people are saying, you know, like Kit and Krista, who used to work for Nintendo, they're saying they they think that Donkey Kong needs to be latched on to Mario in order to make it 
work. And yeah, you know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd just like to see a big 3D Mario game. I don't really care what it is. I'm just pumped for it. Mm. Like, so, but uh, yeah, I'm with you, JB. I think Mario Kart either needs to be announced this year for like coming, you know, January 2024, or it's going to be, you know, a launch title with it to be like, hey, guys, you've just played the booster course pack and it's tied you tied you through you know your last year of mario kart here's the next big one and it's all new courses there's no mm-hmm. retro shit there's costumes there's cart changes there's some big new fancy thing that you can do in the game and there's an adventure mode you mm-hmm. know or something mm-hmm. and it's going to be this big revival of the mario kart I say revival. I mean, the game is doing so well. It doesn't really need a revival. It's not going to re- reinvent the wheel, but I think it's just going to expand. So, um, mm. yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Wait and see. C-Mac, what are you excited for in the world of gaming in 2024? Oh, well, Mario Kart was my big <laughs> 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 one. So, thanks. Um, yeah, so definitely Mario Kart. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to come out this year, like we said. Um, Thousand Year Door. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Yes, the remake of, uh, is it Paper Mario? The thousand Paper Mario, year, yeah, the Thousand, thousand year, year Door. Slated so for release excited. this year. Yes, yeah. so that's very exciting. So, um, I, I don't know. I guess that's it. I can't really think of anything else. We've kind of smashed. Spider-Man 3, now that Simon's dropped, <laughs> dropped the big news that it's coming out. Of course. So, um, we played it, so... Nice. On Spider-Man 2, mm. I this this game, I wish I played it last year because it would have... I don't understand how this game did not get nominated for as many Game of the Year awards and awards in general. Mm. It is... It's so good. Uh, mm. in, it is an incredible game. And maybe it's because I didn't play number one and I don't have Spider-Man fatigue. I didn't really like number one. I played a little bit of it, but I didn't love it. Mm. But playing this game, uh, the story was so incredible. The side stories. uh, There was one side mission that it was about this homeless guy who had a whole bunch of pigeons. And he asked Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to just for anybody who didn't know who Spider-Man was, mm. um, the original Spider-Man that is, mm, um, the one that stole. <laughs> he he asks Spider-Man to take the pigeons to a new home. He's like, "Oh, can you swing them across the city and take them somewhere nice? Because you know they've been here for ages and blah." blah hang on, blah. hang on. <laughs> we talking about Peter Parker Spider-Man here? Peter Parker Spider-Man, oh, the oh, original cool. spot, blue suit Spider-Man, original Spider-Man. Excellent. Um, original Spider-Man. So Continue. Mm. And he sends him off on this mission to go and take these birds elsewhere through the city, and it's one of these moments of the game. There was a couple of moments in this game that were I found really clever and really beautiful, but um, this moment of the game, you have this idea of that the homeless guy's not doing so well. Um, he's, he's talking a lot about his life and the things that have gone wrong and his regrets and you, you saw through the city and Spider-Man gets on the phone to this guy somehow. I don't know. Maybe he gifted him a phone. Like he's homeless. <laughs> I don't know. And But he gets on the phone to him and he's talking to him. He goes, oh, did you find a place for him? And he goes, yeah, I found the place. Yeah, it's all good. I've, I've just put them there. And he's talking to him and he's just saying all this stuff. And then the guy doesn't respond. And he's like, oh, hey, like Lenny or whatever his name is, are you there? 
and it goes back to, you know, he hears in the background, I think, some sirens going off and you basically then fast travel back to where this homeless guy was and there's an ambulance there. And, I mean, the whole way you know that this guy's dying and this beautiful song called Seabird by the Alisi Brothers plays and Casey and I are just in tears. And I've never, in a, a, what was a five-minute side mission, gave me so much, like, there was so much emotion in it in such a very small period of time. And that, to me, was just an absolute testament to the way that this game takes you on a journey of the the lives of just the people in in this universe. So you even forget that there are all these superheroes around. It's just these people that are superhuman in some aspect. And I think that that's what's so amazing about it. The second thing that I found really cool was this side mission where you actually play as this deaf girl who's an artist that um, Miles Morales, the second Spider-Man, um, he's the second Spider-Man for everybody playing at home, um, has like a real big crush on and he plays her and she, she's deaf. So when he plays her the entire side mission, you can't hear anything. There's no sound. And I just thought that's just beautiful. Well, you, like, there's very, very, very... It's like very muffled. Muffled. Like tiniest things. You can't hear people talking or anything, but you can hear little ambient rumbles and rumblings and stuff and you control the rumbles and... I just was like, this is so... It's a good game. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely amazing. So... Fantastic. Spider-Man 2, play it. What's your discerning gamer score, Steely? Nine. Nine. I was going to say nine. Nine Yeah, well, it had a Metacritic score of 90, and it it was the biggest snub of the Game Awards. It was a nomination Mm -hmm. for Game of the Year, and it was nominated for a number of different things. And I think we talked about it last year. It was the only game that was in the like in the nominees for Game of the Year that didn't manage to pick up an award somewhere else for something mm. else. So. Which, you know, I'm, I'm going to call it out and say that is fucking bullshit <laughs> that <laughs> a game studio like Insomniac who make great games and consistently make great games should be acknowledged for the mm. contributions they make to the industry because, fuck me, there's so many second-rate, shit-ass studios that release crap, you know, year after year that, uh, you know, get recognised. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a it's an absolute shame on the industry that Insomniac don't get some sort of recognition for their their achievements. Cause- yeah. I think, I think they're just in a victim of just an unbelievable year in gaming last year. Like, mm. if we go back and we look at all, like, all the great games... It's just, you know, say in, if that game came out in 2024, it might have taken every single category to the cleaners. But, yeah, just unfortunately it's come out in the year where, you know, the, the amount of good games was at an all-time high. Like the Metacritic scores, it's a 90. So pretty pretty yeah. damn good. Mm. So anyway, there you go. You only feel like they should have made a, a specific uh, category so it could have won something. Maybe yeah. best, you know. Insect I've also related. been playing Let's Build a Zoo, so nice. Um, okay, <laughs> we, I built I built a zoo. <laughs> Fuck me, that one's that one's not quite as good as Spider Man, no. <laughs> but it's up there. Not it's bad. Good. <laughs> nice one. Pretty good. Good. 
Well, um, just quickly, in the interest of time, um, I'm really looking forward to the launch of the PlayStation Portal here in Australia this year. Um, it's coming out next month. And um, I, from everyone that I've heard that has got their hands on this over in the States and elsewhere, they reckon it's a really great bit of kit and a really good way to play your PlayStation when you're not physically at the console and uh, seems to integrate much better and much smoother than uh, like playing, say, uh, uh, your playing trying to play your PlayStation on your phone or on your iPad or, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. So uh, I'm really like mulling this one over in my head as to whether it's worth um, forking out the uh, 300 and a bit dollars to pick one up. Um, I don't know. What, what's everyone else's thoughts on this? Because um, it's not always convenient to be on your couch playing your PlayStation. Like, And particularly, uh, you know, in your household, Steely, where I guess uh, you might have uh, one one person wants to play the switch and play something there and another person wants to play the playstation and play something there it'd be handy to have the option to do both and do it in a way that is still just as enjoyable as doing it on the big screen uh what are you what are your thoughts on that i'd like you to get it just so i can then get your backbone off you um <laughs> okay well because uh... <laughs> Because I've actually been playing a lot of Netflix games on my phone because the the GTA trilogy came out on it and I was playing Sonic Dream Team and I would have killed for something to just slide my phone into rather than having the phone sit on the armrest of the couch playing with my dual sense. But um, no, look, I, I don't care for that device. I don't think it's something that I'd ever get use out of when Casey and I play games and play them together, full stop, unless I was to be playing, say you know, the finals on it or something while Casey was watching United States of Tara, <laughs> then sure. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'd, that would be cool because that was the functionality of the Wii U. Essentially, you know, off the screen play, off the TV play. But I just don't, I, I don't see me using a device like that. I, I barely take the Switch out of its dock except for when I'm changing games over and I don't want Noah to ask me for fucking Bluey again. And so I can get into the game <laughs> without having to turn the TV on. So he just doesn't want me to play that shitty game ever, um, except for then when he just dreams up in his head that he wants to, and then I have to. So to answer your question, uh, the short form, nah, don't care much for it. But Pass do we get it? Because I would love ass. your backbone. So. <laughs> okay. Nice one. Uh, what about you, Ferg? Uh, uh, probably, probably not so much me, only for the fact that I'd... My PS5 collected a lot of dust last year in 2023. Because um, you weren't allowed to buy any fucking games for it. Mate. That, <laughs> that did have something to do with it. I played Hogwarts Legacy and then it sort of was a bit of a... Didn't really do a lot for the rest of the year. So, you know, in 2024, I might look to play a few more PlayStation games and get a bit more use out of it. Um, I like the idea of being able to, you know, play on the couch or play in bed late at night. So, mm. I'm interested if you do pick one up because I have been looking at the handheld devices that have come out in the last few years, and one of the big ones is just how much noise it makes. If you want to lay in bed and you want to play video games while your spouse is sleeping, it's got to be quiet enough that you're not waking them up. So I'm I'm interested to see, just on a, out of interest, to see how loud it is when you potentially get one. But again, without using my PlayStation heaps, I just wouldn't get the value out of it. I still think 
again, for what it is, you can't take it out of the house. What did you say it was? 300 and something dollars. Well, you can take it out of the house. You just have to be on Wi-Fi to connect it back to your PlayStation. So, does that work if you have a Wi-Fi connection in your neighbor's house? Can you do it? You yeah. S- or it has to be on the same Wi-Fi? No, it doesn't, your- doesn't have to be on the same Wi-Fi. Uh, it will do remote play from anywhere in the world. You just yeah, have okay. to be on a Wi-Fi So, you could take this device away for work? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, playing okay. Subway. As long as wherever you take it to has a yeah. Wi-Fi connection, there is no option for 3G no, or whatever. Don't use Westfield, Marion. Yeah, let's hang out at, hang out at Macca's. Don't use the Macca's for internet. <laughs> yeah, can I get a um, six-inch meatball sub on Italian herb and cheese and your Wi-Fi code as well? Because I want to play God of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm not 100% sold on buying one as yet, but... Um, it's definitely on the cards. It's not um, not something that I'm completely discounting. But, um, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Going forward. And when's that one out? Uh, February. So, Around the corner. Um, you'll have to forgive me because I don't have the exact um, uh, date here in front of me. Um, but I will very, very shortly... Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, just trying to find so uh second of Feb. Friday Friday the second of Feb um it launches. So it's, it's like two weeks. Yeah, it's not far away now. So um yep. Get the uh start saving now because uh yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Mm, that's interesting because I was always under the impression that it was your home Wi Fi. No. So it had to be on the same network as your um PlayStation, essentially. But if that's not the case, well, then... Yeah, okay. Makes cool. it a bit of a different proposition because, yeah, I, I've been hearing uh, people from the official PlayStation podcast talking about taking the portal away with them, like, over Christmas to relatives' houses, you know, entire states away from home and using it to play games on their, their system back at home. So it is definitely able to do that over, yeah, cool. over the internet. So, uh, yeah. Nice does make it uh, slightly more useful than having to be tethered to your home. Yeah, uh, to bound to the house. Yes. Yeah, cool. Bam! Well, uh, what are you looking forward to this year, listeners, for 2024 in the world of gaming? Drop us a line. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Don't reach out to us on TikTok. We don't have an account, so that'll be slightly <laughs> embarrassing for you. Um, but other than that, uh, that's all the time we have for this week on the Descending Gamer podcast. As always, I would like to thank the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And Simon Steely McLaughlin, thank you. Uh, back at it again with the white vans, motherfuckers. <laughs> and <Wow>. last <laughs> but not least, Casey C Mac Pistol Pete. The Pissed. McLaughlin. I was waiting for my three gunshots. Thank you. Thank you for having me, everyone. Bang, bang, bang. There we go. Oh, you're shooting. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye. See you. 2024, hey, what a big year it's going to be in gaming. What do you like about games? I love the fact that they are games and I play them and that people still think that I'm a big fat nerd for doing it, but I love the shit out of it. Um, And I also love the fact that I don't watch reality TV because it sucks. And I also love the blog. (laughs) 